Welcome to the Homegrown Remix Podcast. We will be tackling the tough questions that meet in your face. Throughout the year, four students will dissect, discuss, and comment on each week's topic. And now, please welcome our host and president of Crossroads Farm, Doug Rutledge. Hi, this is Doug Rutledge here with the Homegrown Remix Podcast, where every week, myself and four incredibly brilliant students uh, dissect and discuss the topic for the night. Tonight's topic was more than an animal, which um, kind of has been our theme this year, that we're made in the image of God. We live in a time where uh, people say that it's okay to be a furry. I don't. I didn't even know that existed, but I know it's so scary, isn't it? So I can, and not trying to offend anybody, but I can pretend to be an animal. That's my aspiration. I want to be an animal. I actually don't want to be an animal. They sleep outside most often. So, uh, so let, let me have our students introduce themselves to you, and then we'll go from there. Hi, I'm Kyle Rotosiler. I go to Quincy High School. I'm a junior. I'm Graydon Monachino. I'm homeschooled, and I'm a freshman. I'm Claire Wirtz, I go to Reading High School, and I'm a junior. Hi, I'm Macy Sabacha, and I am a senior at Will Carlson Academy. Okay, so uh, when we came in here, Kyle uh, Kyle said, I actually have a story, so go ahead, share. You're opening us. All right, in English class this week, we actually kind of dis- discussed this topic. Uh, we read a short story called To Build a Fire, okay. and it goes like, this dude was told not to go out into the cold when it was below negative 50, and at this time it's negative 75 degrees out. He gets stranded in the middle of the Antarctic, or wherever cold place he is, and he decides his only hope is to kill his dog, to put his hands in the dog to warm his hands before uh, dying from frostbite. He actually doesn't successfully kill the dog because his hands are too frostbitten. But basically, then the English teacher that I had asked, would we have killed the dog? My answer was yes, and I got attacked in school because of this. Uh, not in a bad way, but they just questioned why I would and how could I. And that's really it. Have you guys seen the like uh, Star Wars? I think it's the second Star Wars. Yeah. Where they kill a tauntaun and crawl. So I tweeted that, and I got some negative negative put. I said it's so cold outside. I feel like killing a tauntaun <laughs> and crawling inside, and people apparently felt like that was crude. But tauntauns aren't even real, so I, I feel like you got to give me a certain amount of break. So, I mean, it's not real. Come on, please, people. I think it's interesting. People are like, oh, you dog killer. You should, you should sacrifice yourself for the dog that was probably going to die as well, right? It did actually make back pain, but yeah. So, uh, I've got a couple questions, uh, and maybe it's along the, those lines. Do you have a favorite movie, TV series, you know, Netflix show, something like that, that is your, it's about animals and I love it? Uh, Homeward Bound, those movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, those, I really like those. Yeah, I like that. I would say Old Yeller is a great dog movie. It is a great dog, except, except for except, did you cry? <laughs> Spo- oh, okay, spoiler alert, spoiler alert right now. Um, I didn't cry. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I had to put my horse down this summer, and I kind I couldn't be there for it. I, you know, I I was there with the horse, and I walked away, and the vet did her thing, um, but it was really hard. I mean, you know, this was this was our horse. This is a horse that we've ridden a lot and loved a lot. She was really a sweet horse. It was hard. Yeah, movie. Um, Free Willy. I love that series. <laughs> Do you really? I. <laughs> really do. There's a series or well, yeah, movies. there's like three or four of them. 
um, of the movies. Okay. I used to play Free Willy in my yard. Like, I would run around like, come on, Willy, jump, jump. And there was nothing there. It was just me. Um, also, I love the movie Dog's Purpose. Cried the whole time. Yeah. Spoiler alert, the dog dies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, me, and Mar- me and Marley. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my Marley dog's name is Marley. Marley and me, whatever. Yeah, I know. I like that one. Yeah. My favorite is, uh, oh, 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 um, Dolphin Tail. I love <laughs> Dolphin Tail. <laughs> like, uh, I've probably watched that movie a million times. Um, so, I go way back, but I was kind of bummed because the only time I could watch it, it was a Sunday night program. It was called Gentle Ben. And I always wanted to have a bear as a pet. I thought that would be so cool. How scary would you be? Like, no bullies in your life. Like, have you met you met my pet, Gentle Ben? Just, just kidding. He's a killer. So, yeah, that's a really weird story. All right. So we all have stories. What what makes those so popular? Why do why do people like animal stories so much? I would, I would say that humans have connections with animals, and so like it relates to themselves. When they see these movies, they can relate it back to their relationship with their dog, with their cat, with their pig, whatever it is. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite, babe. Oh, oh baby. Yeah, yeah. I want to believe that animals have all those feelings right Mm -hmm. i want to believe it i want to believe in homeward bound they're they're talking to each other and getting along and i think uh people really like animal movies because because they animals are something that i guess they'll listen to you because they have to but Mm -hmm. people i feel like people long to be listened to or like just have somebody to listen to them and have somebody to talk to and animals don't talk back so Hmm. It's oh, nice. They're always my dog does. <laughs> I see innocence in my dogs. I have two puppies. Well, they're two, but they're puppies. And like when my dog Marley the other night barfed up two huge piles of like hair and food, like yeah. I still wasn't mad at her because she's so cute and she would just sit there and stare at me while I cleaned up her barf. It's it's like, it's people good love training. that because they're adorable. <laughs> It's it's uh it's okay because it's great training for parenting, because you will have to do that. You will. It's just it's just cute because they don't know what they're doing. But if I puke on the floor, my mom yells at me. It's just different. <laughs> Why didn't you make it to the toilet? <laughs> so that's our point for tonight. That parents are mad when you throw up, but not when your puppy throws up. That's. That's fantastic. Yeah, same thing for babies too. I mean, like yeah. a baby can a baby can puke. It's, yeah, it's cute. They have that innocence in the eyes. Yeah, like everything is okay when a baby does it. So we're seeing the main point is innocence. People like animal stories and babies because they're innocent. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So this is really interesting. Free Willy. We had to do something that freed Willy. Mm-hmm. Like you know, um, is it Marley and me? Me and Marley. I don't Marley, Marley and me. And me. So, you know, it's about this relationship this family has with a dog. And in the end, it's heart-wrenching because the dog really does need the family. And the family has, has grown to love the dog. So, let, let me ask this question. Um, do you think that animals as a whole care about humanity? I'm talking big picture. Because I think my animals do miss us when we go away. They uh, notably... One of my dogs gets very upset, very sad, 
and he knows we're going before we are. Like there's some telltale. He's he's smart. He knows we're going. So that dog cares about us as a family. Do you think the dog cares about humanity? Do you think other animals care about humanity? Like, does my dog care about every other person in this world? Is that what you're asking? Uh, maybe. I think they care, but I don't really know. Like, if my dog, Max, he's he's dumb and he's fat. But is he going to save anyone else but me? I don't really think so. Like, he knows me. We live with each other. We cuddle every single night. I don't think he's going to protect Claire the way he's going to protect me. <laughs> so, I guess I would say no. Based on a relationship, I guess. Um, I don't believe dogs care or any animal for that matter care about the entire world because they don't know any they, they don't know mm-hmm. the entire world like they don't have the knowledge that humans do there are animals that have um, a, a purpose to um, be companion animals and they do care there's a care element to them but it's real specific mm-hmm. so uh, okay so Graydon you you work with animals all the time yep um, tell everybody what you work with, and I, I'm interested in your answer. Uh, I work with sheep. Um, my family has a sheep farm, so we breed them, and we have about 150 right now. And so it is, like, fun going from a sheep to a dog. Because, like, you know, you go home to a dog, it's happy to see you, it loves you, it knows you, it feeds you and all that. Well, you feed it. And, but then you go in the barn and they all bat you. They all like make noises like feed me, feed me, feed me. You feed it and then there's no, like, a dog would be grateful. A sheep's just like, oh, you fed me. <laughs> End of story. They, they want you to feed them. Then after that, they don't care about you, basically. It's really true. I have a cow and I trained her. When she sees me, she runs. I'm the only one in the family that she's excited about. But it's not because of me it's because i fed her a certain type of food like i liked uh feeding her sweet stuff like sweet feed so she loves me that's sweet feed is like animal crack yeah with with sheep like you said with the cow certain ones you can make a relationship with like a dog because you know you feed it whenever it comes up to you you train it just like a dog and it's basically a 200 pound dog right yeah yeah you can train them but they're trainable. It's not yeah. like a natural desire. Yeah, like it's not going to just come up to you and want petted. It's going to mm-hmm. run away from you because you're a danger to it, it thinks. Until you train it, it's not going to act domesticated, really. Right, right. Okay, so so when I talked about the difference between human purpose and an animal's purpose, what part of that talk maybe made sense or didn't make sense or you want to question? I, I would say it made sense because... Really, the purpose was to feed us, to help us in our work, to anything that... Clothe us. Yeah, clothe us. Right. Anything you use the animal parts for, basically, was their use, not for companionship in the original. Yeah, I feel like when God made animals, he did... I feel like he did make a few choice ones, like dogs, cats, to be a companion. Because, you know, dogs can be trained to help blind people and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so I feel like with those certain animals, he... He did make them for that to eventually help humans. But then the rest of them really are just, you know, to clothe us, to feed us, to help us. We don't help them, really. Like, we we raise them and stuff. But other than that, like, we're made to help them. We are made to care for them. Yes. You know, when God put Adam in the garden, one of the real distinctions is he told Adam, I mean, you're reading the... um, 
where Adam's purpose was to work. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a human thing. I mean, animals work alongside of people, but they don't ever create their own work. No. It, uh, it's pretty interesting. They create their homes. They create their own, you know, nests or whatever. But they're not creating their own work work, right? So that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, all right. So have you, uh, have you ever had a pet or a favorite animal that you, you're like, this is my favorite animal? I'd, I'd say an old uh, black lab we had because I grew up with it. So like when I was a toddler, four or five, it, it was a puppy still. So we both basically aged together, mm. and then, you know, it died, because it was 14, 15. And so I had a real connection with that, because it was there my entire, you know, while my brain was developing, really, it was always there. I haven't had a time in my life where I didn't have a pet. I My parents had a Rottweiler when I was born, and a cat, and... I grew up having a ginormous dog that I literally was riding up and down stairs in our house, is what I've been told. And we had hunting dogs, and I had a dog named Scout who I loved for the nine years of his life. And now we have two lab dogs, Max and Marley, light of my life. And I have to say, yeah, I do have a favorite out of the two, and they're definitely the favorite pets I've ever had because I'm at a point in in my life where... I'm actually remembering connections now, like, not that I haven't remembered, you know, the 18 years of my life so far, but it's just, it's fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I guess I could say, like, at every point in my life, they were my favorite dog, but I'm at the point where I have had four dogs who have passed, and I have two who are living, so they are my favorite, because mm-hmm. I'm remembering life with them, mm-hmm. and they're just super cute. Mm-hmm. I've had favorites, and it's been... Any of my dogs when they were a puppy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, so this is a really hard question, but so part of the evolutionist standard is that we're just animals that are more evolved. Given the fact that scripture says that God came to give his life for humanity, it's a little bit of a logical problem. Like if we're just more evolved, at what point did we become human? Like at what point were we worth Christ's death? That's a really big question. How, how do you present that without sounding like you're scientifically ignorant or without sounding like you're somehow dissing animals? Like how are we different from them? Well, I, I think I'm asking the question from an evolutionary perspective because the reason I'm not an evolutionist is that statement. That if I'm just a more evolved animal, at what point did I stop being an animal and I became human enough for Christ to say they're redeemable? That's a hard question. Yeah. Well, I think it's the fact that he made us and it wasn't the animal. Because if it's something, if it's my kid, I'm going to be more protective of my kid rather than some other person, stranger's kid that I don't know. If it's his life, if my kid's life or this other kid's life, I'm going to choose my own kid because they're my creation. So if God created all of us, he's going to choose us over the animals rather than animals over us. If I were to be an evolutionist and believe that I as a human have evolved from the very first animal to who I am now, how do I pick a species or an animal to say that's when God chose to sacrifice his son without discrediting my entire argument? Huh, that's really, that's a so restate that because that's really good. As an evolutionist, how would I give my argument credit and say that every 
animal is important and that I have come from something small to be a human with functioning thoughts and feelings and can do things. How do I keep up my argument by saying that somewhere the line was crossed and it was drawn and God said, this animal's worthy, this one's not? Like, if I'm believing that I'm just as important as the animal I came from, mm-hmm. then I can't say that there was a certain animal that God would die for and wouldn't. That's a really interesting statement. I, I, I think this is a powerful statement. I think that God creating man in his image, you know, I'm not reading about this process. And I know it's really hard to believe and to understand, but I still am willing to understand it because I've never met an animal that has a moral consciousness. I just have never met one. There are some really great animals. I've had good dogs and bad dogs, good horses and bad horses. All the cats are bad. (laughs) Not really true. That's true. (laughs) I would say my thing is like, all right, so it's basically universally believed that we all, humans, animals, all came at the same time. Mm Mm-hmm. We all saw it at the same time. Well, if we're just another animal, how come the rest haven't evolved like us? If we all evolved the same, all animals have been evolving the same speed, basically, how come we're so much more evolved than the rest if we all started at the same time? If nothing else, there was something genetic that was different in humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, it, it seems like there would be a super species of another animal that was so smart. And I always talk to people and they'll say, well, they've taught apes to sign or, you know, they've done studies on porpoises and they can communicate or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, and my dog knows what it means to go outside and they know the difference in the words, but there's not a moral consciousness. So, so yeah, it's interesting. Um, okay, so just a couple more questions. So your purpose is greater than animals and your responsibility is greater to reflect God. How does that change your life? By a lot. Like you, I mean, something you wrote was my, like our objective in life as humans is to get better and become more like Christ. My dog just doesn't know how to do that. My dogs were made to be great and to be companions, but like they just don't know how to be more than what they are. They come home, they wag their tails, they jump and they bark when I get home, but they're not going to wake up tomorrow morning and think, how do I love the people in my home the way that God would? Because they just don't think that. Hmm. So do you think, here's my weird question, do you think the people who own crocodiles deserve to get eaten? Oh, yes. Like what as a pet? Who own crocodiles? Okay, I want to oh, know yes, why anyone wants like 100%. anything but a dog or like farm animals a pet. Like iguanas, snakes, like... People love them. This freaks me out. I know, I don't get it. It's so like, weird. I'm not even scared of like snakes or anything. I mean, they startle me when they come up on me, but like I'm not scared of it. I don't want that in my house. It's weird. It's like the people who get goldfish and grow them. To like I, these monstrous <laughs> sizes, it's like I had a that thing could take off your arm. You, you stick your finger in there, you're not gonna get it back. That's an interesting. So we have favorite animals that we feel it's immoral to somehow use yeah. for less than a friend, right? So people always ask me, how can you take your cow to be processed when you gave it a name and you raised it from a calf? And and my answer is. Yeah, I know what the purpose was. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why we raised it. It's it's not. But you know, if you were starving to death, it would be 
absolutely immoral <laughs> to eat your brother. <laughs> right? But if if the difference was starving to death and it was a cat or a dog, would you consider it? Don't answer that. It's just an interesting thought. I'm starving. So on that note, where we talk about eating your pets, Maisie says, I'm starving to death, which has me worried. I'm not going to do it. I'm just like thinking out loud. If I'm starving to death, would I consider it? I don't know. Sometimes Madison's a real turd. I might consider that before Max and Marla. <laughs> Maybe if she's with me. I don't know if we can leave that in there. Where I love Macy's. you, Maddie. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty funny. All right. So, guys, any last thoughts uh, on the night? You know, God creating us to be different than animals. I love the concept. He just created us more. We were the very good part of the creation that brought it all together. And it doesn't mean we were perfect. We sinned, obviously. But we, you know, we were the master plan. We were the, the grand finale. So, uh, outside of the cross, the cross is where God brings it all back. But, man, I love this concept. So what do you got to say? What's your last parting shot to the people that you're going to tell about this uh, this podcast? I'd say like, you know, on the farm, when we, we raise market animals, people are always like, well, how can you do that to an animal? That's a living, breathing thing. It's just like a human. Well, it's not. Yes, it's living, breathing, you know, does all the things we do except for things. I, I look in a sheep, I look in its eyes, and it's nothing like looking at a human's eyes. There's mm-hmm. nothing back there. Like, it's just black. Mm-hmm. You look into a human's eyes, you can almost see what they're thinking. Like, you mm-hmm. know, well, some of them they aren't, but most humans, <laughs> most humans, you look at them and, like, you can see them thinking. You, you can see gears turning in the back of the head. But, like, with a market animal, no. Like, it's, it, it was raised to eat. It was raised to make wool. It was, it was raised for a purpose. It wasn't raised just to be raised. Yeah, one of my favorite points from tonight was that um, Christ died for the one creation that was made in his image, and that's us. So he didn't die for animals that can be stupid and like, I mean, animals can be stupid sometimes. So like, but, or that just don't have lasting memories or don't have basic understanding. He died for us because we were created to be like him. Mm. Yeah. Um, I liked that you said just because like animals have a different purpose than humans and just because humans might be deemed more important doesn't mean animals aren't like i don't want anyone listening to think that people at crossroads hate animals no right because that is not true at all i just i something that really stuck with me is that as a christian and just as a person in general my objective is always to get better and i think having my relationship with my animals is one way that i can do that Hmm. but it isn't the end all be all yeah like when I raise those animals, I don't hate them. I, I, I just have to keep in my mind I can't get attached to them. Like, they have to go in the end. So, like, it's not that I hate them. Like, oh, yeah, I go butcher them all. No, I love those animals. It's just you can't keep them all. God's purpose for us was to get better each day. And animals don't wake up, like we mentioned before, that they don't wake up thinking I need to get better. It's just you can compare it to, like, on a basketball court, the, the players looking to make more free throws the next game than they did the last one and have a better percentage while these animals aren't, like you said in the message, aren't looking to see how fast they can eat their bowl of whatever <laughs> store-bought food. Well, man, I've appreciated this. Thank you, guys. It was awesome tonight. And uh, just for the record, we love animals. 
We are not opposed to animals, but we do understand that God made us in his likeness. And that's, uh, that's a pretty special thing. Mm-hmm. So thanks, guys. Great night. Crossroads Farm is happy to share coffee joy with you through the delicious rich roast coffee. You can order yours by contacting the CRF office at crossroadsfarm.org. And contact us to learn about our innovative ministry curriculum, The Arms of a Servant Leader, a four-year strategic discipleship training resource. Follow us on Facebook at Crossroads Farm, Crossroads Farm Northwest, and Crossroads Farm RCI. Also on Insta and Twitter.